0: This is podcast number 488, and I'm Libya, your host. And this week, we have returning guests.
2: Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Wadenopolis.
1: Hi, this is Tom, and I teach communication and media studies at Palm Beach, Atlantic University in Florida.
0: All right, let's start off with the news. I have that uh, Brie Larson is set to star and produce an Apple Plus series that went, st- that went straight to series, a drama. It's called A uh, Lesson in Chemistry. And basically I take it. It's a period piece because it's a, she Once she was a scientist, but got kicked out by her male colleagues to, and she ends up teaching a cooking show and she ends up teaching people chemistry through cooking. And I was like, that's kind of, cause I'm a chemist by training and I cook and bake. And I always tell people it's nothing but chemistry. Because people are like, how do you bake? I was like, uh, the same way I make chemical compounds. It's literally the same thing. Um, and so I like that idea, but I don't know if I would watch the show. <laughs> um, next, I have that Kenneth Branagh. Bra- how do you say his last name? Branagh. Brana. Brana. Uh,
2: Branagh. Branagh.
0: Is set to play Boris Johnson in a drama for Sky. And I'm trying to picture him with the hair. I don't know. how that- <laughs> I'm trying to picture that.
1: And then mess it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones Tales of Dunk and Egg are set are uh, in the works at HBO. And yeah. I want to know from you guys, do you guys know who Dunk and Egg are? Because nope. I do, but I don't know if you do. Nope.
2: Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've I've heard of it. It's, it's, you know, basically the, the, it goes back a couple, uh, like a generation or two. Yeah. It's,
0: uh, um, egg was King Aegon, the mad king before he was the, no, is that right? He was Aegon. Egg is Aegon. Ares was the Mad king, but Ares was the mad king, but egg is different than Ares. So egg was actually the guy who was supposed to become king. But he abdicated his throne to marry a woman he wasn't supposed to marry. So then Mm. Ares became king. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. King, the second of his name, King Ares? Aegon or whatever. Aegon was supposed to become king. He doesn't. Duncan is Sir Duncan the Tall. He He was famous because he was seven feet tall. He was a knight who was seven feet tall. And he was Sir Duncan. The tall, and they called him Dunk. And Aegon and Aegon was his squire, and they went on all these adventures together all through Westeros, and people called them Dunk and Egg. So there you go. And it's about fifty years before the story of Something Game of like Thrones. That, yeah. yeah, so it's it's a little and, and the rumor is, you know, Hodor. It was. Mm. It's supposed to be uh, Sir Duncan the Tall's illegitimate uh, grand, uh, son, grandson, something like that. And huh. then also there's a rumor that Brienne uh, is also a descendant of Sir Duncan the Tall.
2: That I would believe. Yeah. Okay. So
0: because they I think there's like one of the stories she has Sir Duncan's. Uh, his shield is is in the mantle in their house. If you go to like Evanfall Hall, Sir Duncan's uh, shield is there, and she's like, "Oh yeah, he was my granddad." Um, but because he had adventures all over Westeros, he had adventures all over Westeros. If you know what, what I mean. mean. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm kind of like that would be like light little stories because it's just tales. So that could be cool. Apple Plus uh, is in a conundrum because 62% of their subscribers are on free subscriptions that they get from, like, when you get an iPhone, you get a year. When you get whatever, you get a year. So 62% of its subscribers have free. Nobody, you know, there's only like 40% that are actually paying for Apple Plus.
1: And they just extended the free trial subscription from February to July. Wow. So if, if you signed up like when I did when I had to replace an iPad, you're going to end up getting basically 21 months of Apple TV Plus for nothing.
0: Well, uh-huh. I just bought a phone. Don't I get a, a year subscription? Yeah, I you guess had you would qualify. Yeah.
1: To Apple TV Plus? Huh? Have you had a free subscription to Apple TV Plus?
0: Well, I got it through the unions, not just regular free.
1: They, I mean, they might when you register it. You can't stack the Apple, the Apple freebies though. Oh. Like if you buy an iPad, then buy a new iPhone, you don't get, you know, two, two, yeah.
0: But this is my first device that I've gotten since Apple has go, been
1: out. Go for it. Here's the, here's the problem. They don't have a back catalog, and they're charging basically what Disney Plus and some of the others are. Sur- are charging and they have no back catalog.
0: But I will say they have more new shows than Disney Plus. Disney Plus has like one new show a month. And Apple actually is producing several shows. I will give them like I am there are more shows that I watch on Apple Plus than I do on Disney. Like because I don't even
2: know what's playing I don't have
0: it, so I don't know what they're. They have saying.
2: some good stuff. I've, I've been putting. Them for around. all mankind
1: drops next month.
0: Yeah, for all mankind looks amazing. Yeah. The trailer looks so good. If you have not seen season one, you need to go see season one right now. I remember
1: you talking I, about. I th- season I think one. you'd like it, Allison. It's really. It's good.
0: fantastic. I'll tell you off podcast. Yeah, I would have to get
2: an Apple Plus. So.
0: Or, or <laughs> you know, you the other the other way that you can watch stuff. It's on there. Oh, too. okay, it's there too. All, yes, right. It is. all
2: right, okay. Oh, there we.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I have more news
0: wait i got one more thing bridgerton right. has also been renewed for season two now you go tom what a surprise
1: uh they're they're going to the next book called the 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 v count who loved me which focuses on anthony yeah, so. yeah i
0: knew that yeah I, i'm not that excited about that anthony <laughs> is not my favorite brother
1: okay well Okay, uh, Netflix has topped 200 million streaming customers. They beat their quarter four estimates, and the stock soared to an all time high. I still think they're ridiculously over leveraged, and they, they still are. celebrated this achievement by jacking up their prices. Thank you, Netflix. Yeah, well,
0: uh, I all- mean they're 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 in the red. They're not in the black at all.
1: I said they're so over leveraged. It's yeah. not funny. Um, they bought the Mitchells versus the Machines from Sony. It's uh, from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, the, the two of the producers of uh, Into the Spider-Verse and also the original directors for Solo. Uh, Paramount Plus launches March 4th, and most people were like, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, is, it, didn't it just, like, if you have CBS All Access, it'll just switch over?
1: I read a thing, and it actually said you need to download Paramount Plus and sign into that with your CBS All Access credentials. No, oh, okay. Um... PBS, in conjunction with Brit Box, has picked up uh, Magpie Murders, starring Leslie Mainville from Phantom Thread. Saved by the Bell, Season 2 has been picked up by Peacock. Michelle Pfeiffer will play First Lady Betty Ford in The First Lady for Showtime. And finally, Snowpiercer has been picked up for Season 3 ahead of the Season 2 premiere. Oh, that's
0: pretty cool. All right, uh, first up, let's talk about uh, Batwoman and it is the season two premiere with a brand new protagonist and this was kind of like a soft reboot uh, because we get a brand new Batwoman and the old Batwoman mysteriously goes down in a plane crash that I didn't know she was on the plane um, and they the only thing I don't like is they make it pretty clear she's 99.9% dead but then they don't find her body. And I was like, come on guys. And then I also give them negative points for the voiceover at the end, which they didn't have to do. They could have just had the people read the letter, but they did a voiceover and that was not her voice. I was like, what what are you guys doing? Like you left the temp voice in. I feel like what happened is they did a temp voice thinking that they were going to get the actress to do it and they couldn't get her. And so they didn't do, I was like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, the fans probably won't know. I was like, eh. I, I'm not even a fan of hers, and I could tell that wasn't her voice. Come on. Anyway, so they get negative points for that. But I will say for the soft reboot side of it, introducing a new Batwoman. I, what was her name? Not Trish. I forgot her name. Uh, Ryan. What's
1: the character's name? Ryan? Ryan Wilder is the character. Ryan, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah. they called her Ryan. So... I liked her origin kind of setup and I really it, it all kind of came together when she's reading about Kate's backstory and then Kate's sisters reading about Ryan's backstory and they put them side by side. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So I'd say for a kind of a soft reboot, it was done pretty well and this actress has way more charisma and way more just presence than uh, the other, the previous Batwoman. Allison, your thoughts?
2: I, I agree. I mean, I just, you know, it's still not my favorite show, but I really, really think that having a, a stronger person in the, in the role of Batwoman is going to make a big diff with the show. And she definitely is, she's, she's better as an actress. Um, and I think she's also better just as a character. I'm more interested in in what happens with a person who has had you know uh, a tough going you know tough time in, in life and you know has come up from from nothing. almost nothing yeah. and and has had to you know fight her way through to get where she is and has you know been the victim of injustice in so many ways and and is still you know able to pick herself up and and want to be a hero through all that than I am from some overprivileged. Billionaires, um, who just likes to ride around on motorcycles. Um, I, I I just find her more compelling as a character. So I'm you know I'm I'm definitely going to keep watching the show. I wasn't sure about it when I first tuned in for the the premiere because I wasn't that excited about it last year. But I think at this point I'm going to give it some space. And I like what they're doing with the the supporting cast. You know, having the the father find out who the identity of Batwoman was, you know, after the fact and how they're handling his grief is is interesting to see. And uh, and all of that, I think, is, is just very well done. So I, I yeah, I, I think there's enough there that I'm, I'm interested in tuning in again.
0: Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's say, I'd say thumbs up. If you didn't like last season's Batwoman, I think you should give the premiere a shot agreed. All right, next up we're talking about 911 Lone Star and the only reason, I mean, you guys aren't watching it but I would say the addition of uh the addition of Gina Torres to the cast has really just well one they focused on her a lot in the first episode. They focused on her family, uh, what her life was like, how the pandemic affected, you know, her entire life which was she was a paramedic chief, but her and her husband decided to open a restaurant, but because of the pandemic, the restaurant failed, and so she has to go back to work as a paramedic. And she's been away for a while, and she's got all the self-doubt and blah blah blah. And so they did a good job of showing she's got people are on her side, people who are doubting her, and you really want her to succeed. And at the same time, we do a good check-in with the rest of the cast that we've already known and uh Rob Lowe. Oh, they added Lisa Hedelstein from um House that she is, is Rob Lowe's ex wife, and she got stuck at the house with them for the pandemic, and so they've been all stuck together in the house, and it's raised some really interesting issues. And then they've been fighting, and they've been also sleeping together at the same time. And it 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 was really I I really like their chemistry, um. Considering both of them are over fifty, they both look good. It's like if only you could look that good, because both of them were like mostly naked during their sex scene and stuff. And I was like, they're both fifty, right? Like, holy crap, that was impressive. Um. So other than that shallow bit of news. I like the chemistry between the characters, and I I was a fan of the show last season, and with the addition of Gina Torres, I am a fan again, definitely. So, thumbs up for me. All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And Tom, why don't you start us off with this one?
1: Yeah, this was kind of an interesting episode because uh, it starts with her having a recurring dream slash nightmare of nowhere to run. And uh, basically, she's she's still suffering problems from, from the grief of losing her dad. And I know this is realistic, but I kind of want... I mean, it's kind of what we were afraid of at the end of last season, in that we kind of want our heroes to be able to move on because people dealing with grief is not dramatically interesting. Although the big thing that did happen as a result... Is that she and um, max she and Max took a break Well
0: I altogether. actually think she shouldn't have been with him. this was a terrible time to start a relationship
1: oh yeah and the, and the thing is well and he kind of gave her the easy way out but because this is where her and Simon's friendship started when he was dealing with the grief from his dad's passing right. he knew exactly what she was feeling so he knew how to reach out to her and Max didn't right. and again. This is very realistic. You know, Libby and I have both gone through this, losing parents, but still doesn't make for great television all the time. So some of the office stuff is great. The, the stuff with the mom and dude, I almost texted y'all when I saw the East Coast feed, but I decided not to. But we got to see uh dude from... Um, from Killjoy.
0: I know. I was like, yes. oh my god, oh
1: my god, I oh my god. <laughs> as a love interest for Maggie, so I'm like, oh yeah, go Maggie. <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, uh, it's a little early for her to start dating, but as soon as they I showed mean, him, I went, oh, he's not just going to be one episode and done.
1: No. Oh. no, no. He's way too be...
2: pretty for her to not notice that. So And, he's, yeah.
0: and she's got to be working on his garden for a while, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like
1: they kind of rehabbed the sister, because that was becoming a little bit one-note. With, oh, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I like the sister a lot.
1: Yeah, so. So, yeah. I mean, it was solid. It, it, it's not my favorite episode of Zoe, but it wasn't a disaster either. But
0: I mean, I'm glad that she broke up with Max because you can't really have a triangle if she just hooks up with the first one immediately. I was like, come on, where's my
2: triangle? So, well, I knew that wasn't going to last because, oh, you know, I mean, passed. like you said, there is that whole triangle thing, and I. But I have to agree with Tom. It's like, we, you know, we started this this season talking about how we want to see the grief get over with, you know, as as quickly as possible. We know we have to process it, but you know, that's not why we tune in to watch the show. And I, I think grief can be interesting if it's the if if the show is built on that sort of thing. But this is the kind of show that it's a musical and it's supposed to be happy and uplifting and if we occasionally have moments that are sad that's fine, but if it turns into a show all about grief then, you know, it, it's just it's it's just going to depress me every well, time I
0: I, I'm okay with it because I don't think it's overly depressing I think that it's right now they're in the process of recovery and I'm okay with them recovering, and I'm fine. Like I, I don't mind it at all. I'm, I'm really glad she broke up with Max, and I like her relationship with Simon. And does Simon Simon doesn't know about the heart songs, right? Because Max is the only no, one he knows. doesn't. Simon he, does, he, he does,
1: does, does not know. know. Max right,
0: right, right. Does. That's what makes the whole thing with with Max so awkward. Um, but I, yeah, I'm still really enjoying the show. It's, I don't think it's, it's not. This is us. I'm not crying every week. So it's, I think it's fine. Yeah, no, I gave up on This as Us. I know. Actually,
1: actually, I is there take a in. show after Zoe?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought they just went straight to the news after that. Isn't that right? <laughs> um, but I yeah, I, I do. I, the thing is, I... I I still enjoy parts of it, I, and I, like I said, I know that they need to work through the grief. I just wish they'd work through it faster. I want to give a call out to the one of the things that I like best about the show. I loved seeing the guys in in the uh, at, her, at her workplace doing It's a Hard Knock Life <laughs> from Annie. Watching a bunch of adult men singing that song was just hilarious, and, and those are the kinds of moments that I, I tune in for and I really love.
1: But it was also fun for her to snap at them because of their toxic masculinity Yes. with, with those phallic baseball softball. Oh my shoes.
0: God. And then he was like, I don't see it. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, so we're saying, I think we're saying thumbs up for Zoe. You guys are yeah. thumbs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am. I- next up, we're going to talk about uh, the watch and Allison is going to give us an update because I stopped watching after the pilot.
2: Yeah, well, I, I came close to not watching again because you know it was it was just so awkward and weird. I'm a huge fan of Terry Pratchett's and the books on which this this series is based. This this is not following any particular book. It basically took the characters and and reset them in a in a you know this new thing. Um, but I uh, I am getting to like the show on its own terms. I guess it's not it's not Terry Pratchett's watch um although they've been leaning more and more into into the humor of it which i appreciate and um the characters are becoming more accessible more likable um it's it's interesting in its own way and for its own thing and um i'm think uh, one of the things that really annoyed me at the beginning was their depiction of death which is so off uh in the first episode from what terry pratchett created and it's still not really terry pratchett's death but it's getting closer you know there's there's like a, a kind of a kind of sweetness to to the character that's there caring for humanity that's starting to creep out and and that between that and and the way they have the characters playing off each other and they're not so hostile toward each other anymore um I'm I'm just I think it's it's actually turning into a watchable show. If you insist that it be, you know, Terry Pratchett's watch, you're you're not gonna like it. Um but if you can learn to like it on its own terms, it's it's an entertaining hour uh, hour of television. Is
0: the main guy more tolerable?
2: You know, he's still pulling the kind of gruff stuff that he did before, but he's not such a complete, you know, fall down mess as he was in, in the first episode, he's like getting together. And they're from what we've seen, because they, there are these weird flashes that we get of, of the future. It's like seconds of little things that we see. Apparently he, he gets his, his act together. And, um, and so, yeah, there's the promise that he's just going to evolve as a character, which is nice.
0: All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about, uh, the expanse. And this was episode, I want to say seven? Eight. Uh, And this was basically, now that Naomi managed to get her off of the crazy ship with her ex, she's now on a derelict ship that's that's got bombs everywhere and is sending out a message and and she is a trap that's set for Holden and her crew and she's trying to figure out a way to stop the trap. She obviously can't you know, turn off the bomb. She's afraid to touch that, but she's trying to figure out other things, and I have to say, there was that point where she's going out with the mask, she's got no oxygen, and she's marking the stuff off, and for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what she was doing, but they
2: did that, oh, on, purpose. They did that on purpose. Oh, same here. They did that on
0: purpose, because I was like, I have no idea what she's doing, and then eventually, you catch on. You're like, oh uh, okay, I get it, because I was like, why is she memorizing the ma-? Like, what? Um... So then it made sense and by the end of the episode you're like okay maybe this is going to work. Um but then we got to see oh god what's the other woman's name on She's drummer? A belter. A drummer? I love drummer so much.
1: She's awesome. Uh
0: so I I I want her to figure out a way. Like I feel like she might be involved in really taking uh, Marcos down cuz she has a vendetta baby.
2: Yeah, oh she yeah uh, okay. she has so many reasons to want him dead and right now as far as she's concerned, she's now down three people that, that she cared about because of him. Mm -hmm. um so so she i mean i think once she she finally makes her way through that bottle of scotch she's (laughs) she's gonna be a force to contend with and i'm just waiting for that moment because i i know he is going to regret having ever crossed paths with her so I'm, i'm really waiting for that but watching naomi um i loved how they they showed that there is there is a price to pay for going walking in space without yes. a, uh, oh, a suit. Oh,
0: my goodness.
2: Yeah. She was messed boss, up.
1: Big time.
2: Messed yeah. up. The only thing that, that drove me crazy about it is that she's she's in a ship. First of all, I, I mean, I allowed them that somehow this, this floating bomb, they left the life support on. Um, I don't know why they did that, but okay. But what I didn't understand is how it suddenly had gravity. Because when she had to go through, you know, lift up that grate, she should oh, have been right. lifted up with her fingers there there's instead she has to use this winch that it's like there's no gravity that shouldn't be happening um
0: oh, that's a great so point. I, was, I forgot about that it was, i was
2: wondering why there wasn't like a med kit
0: and some whatever because i mean yes they bombed it but they didn't i guess did they strip it of all supply well they're belters, I'm pretty sure they stripped it yeah because yeah, they, they're they belters belters scavengers. are really good it's yeah stripping everything so i was like man she didn't have any water she didn't have any food she have, i was like get
2: a med kit
0: and then i was like oh yeah they stripped everything yeah
2: but that's that's why i was surprised that there was even any um, uh, any any life support but there's like i said the gravity thing it's like yeah that's very dramatic but then you start saying to yourself um what <laughs> so that part didn't work for me the the whole thing where she's making the the check marks though i was with you i was like I would be more invested in this if I knew what she was doing. (laughs) But they did it on purpose. You realize, yeah, you realize
0: later that it was deliberate.
2: Because you realize how brilliant what she's doing is when you finally hear that message right and and you know it's like oh that's why she was she was doing it it's actually, you know you start getting an idea when you see her actually turning it off and hear it and hear it going on and off but when you hear the whole thing together it just makes complete sense so yeah i loved that and and that's why i love these characters because they're smart and they're resourceful and you know they they don't walk around just having the plot happened because they do dumb things. <laughs>
0: Tom, um, tell your thoughts before we move on?
2: I thought it was a good
1: episode. Also, don't forget Amos' story was interesting because he ends up going back to Baltimore with, uh, with the other male daughter. And it was interesting because... Peaches. Cause the, the, <laughs> peaches the, the dude who told him, don't come back, it's like there's an asteroid strike and you come back to the place, <laughs> it's probably even more dangerous. But, uh, you know, Amos... Amos doesn't get a lot of credit because he's a lot smarter than people think he's just the muscle and whatnot, and also Avasarala and the new uh, the new uh, secretary general you know him giving they're, the
0: rounds. they're the butt yeah they're about the butt heads
1: yeah yeah but yeah. right now as long as he's listening to her advice, he's okay
2: hopefully he'll keep doing that because I was actually surprised how effective he was as a speech maker. Right. You know, the last time we saw him, it was like, yeah, I just run transportation. I have no idea what I'm doing here. That's, it's like, please. You know, and all, and then all of a sudden he gives this stirring speech, you know, a la Patton. And I'm like, uh, Winston
1: Churchill.
2: really, it's like, you know, I think maybe we discounted him a little bit. So, yeah, I think there may be some friction there.
0: Well, I think by, basically he's not – like he wants to be sh- – show up as strong, and he's not sure the best way to do that. And, and, oh, yeah. and so Vasarala Vassar, is giving him one set of advice, and the Admiral giving him something else. And the Admiral's advice seems easy. It's the easy solution, but I think it will have more negative long-term
2: repercussions. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's it, the consequences of what he's talking about are, are terrible. As and, and they pointed out, it was one of the other uh, generals or whoever they were sitting around the table, who said, yeah, well, the, there was a huge difference between the two targets. One was a military target, and now you're talking about going after civilians. And there yep. is no greater way to radicalizing and, and unifying a group than just killing off a bunch of, of civilians randomly. Um, it's it's absolutely the worst thing they could possibly do um so yeah the, I don't discount that they'll do it <laughs> <for that laughs> very reason all right uh,
0: let's move on uh thumbs up for the expanse as always very deep uh, show uh, next up we're gonna talk about young Sheldon really quickly and it's back again and this time Sheldon is very it's basically both of the twins are trying to show that they're older and more grown up. Missy is doing it because she's like, I will be called Melissa from now on and wants to get her hair done and be pretty. And then Sheldon is doing it because he doesn't want his mom to escort him around everywhere. And which is very different for Sheldon because he usually likes his mom at his beck and call. But now that he's in college, he's like, well, I can't be seen with my mommy. And then of course, (laughs) everything goes wrong. And it's just like, dude, you should have called your mom.
1: <laughs> I love that uh, the one classmate that he had met ahead of time, who who had met the mom, is like, "I'm gonna buy your shirt." Oh, Sheldon won't like that. That's why I'm gonna do it. <laughs> takes her to a t- and takes her to a frat party, <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "College is awesome." <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it is like you could tell she feels like what she missed because she obviously didn't go to college,
1: or she yeah. couldn't because she got mocked up with Georgie.
0: Uh, that's true too. Uh, I thought.
1: With, um, I thought the thing with the dad and the pastor slash next-door neighbor was kind of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he's having a very serious—because he's all excited. All he's thinking about is the positives of having a baby, and he sees the—now he sees the negatives, and he's like, oh So uh, that's more of a reality check for him.
1: And I thought—did did you think that Meemaw overreacted a little bit to John not saying goodbye? They're not considering- together. Oh, yeah. You don't? <laughs> yeah
0: i know it's like they're not a couple she has another boyfriend calm down like she was acting like he broke up with her and broke her heart i was like what is going on yeah i agree
1: okay but it was solid
0: i did like his letter though i thought his letter was, yeah, good. The letter was nice yeah
1: it's probably we won't, we won't see wallace sean regularly
0: yes oh that's right because he went to the hadron collider oh sad Uh, All right, next up, we're going to talk about Bridgerton, episodes seven and eight. And I'm going to let Tom lead this, too, because it's fresher in your mind than the rest of us.
1: Yes, it is. So seven and eight. Seven is the Duke and the Duchess are almost at war because she has uncovered the deception. So they are pretending very, I mean, barely pretending to tolerate each other because she is still furious and um, except for this one thing where they almost start... I mean, they basically start having... They start having a hate makeout session, and but it just stops just so...
0: Well, because she realizes where it's leading and she doesn't want to do that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And then also the, uh, the intricacies of... Uh, oh, El- is it Ella? Eloise. Eloise thinks she's figured out who...
0: Miss Whistletown,
1: Miss Whistletown uh, yeah. is, of course, she's totes wrong. More However, I'd
0: like to point out that's who it was in the books. She was correct. Are you serious? Yep, they changed it so oh, that the people who read the books would not know who Miss Whistletown was. So in the oh, in- books, it was it was uh, she was correct.
1: Interesting. Um, also, um, Colin is. Oh, is this? Isn't this the episode where? She outs Marina as being pregnant,
0: yeah. Not by, it, yeah,
1: and that just like is dropping a, a, a nuclear bomb and that thing, and um, yeah, it was um,
2: I mean, well, seven. I want eight.
0: to know my biggest issue. I love the show overall. My biggest issue is when they reveal who Mrs. Whistledown, which is why I went and looked it up because I was like, that can't be right. So when they reveal who Mrs. Whistledown is, I call shenanigans because I, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. First of all, she doesn't have any money because her dad is broke. So she has zero money to set up this paper. Two, she's, always, she's underage, so she's always escorted everywhere she goes. There's no way she could be off printing papers and setting all this up. She literally could not do the things that they're saying that she did in the first part of the series, and well, then uh, according my other... to the books, though she does, no, she doesn't. According to the books, it's the other woman.
2: It's not the girl. Which which woman? It's the okay. uh, the seamstress in the book. Okay, from what I read, the seamstress was made up for the series. She doesn't even show up in the books.
0: Oh, from what I read, something else entirely. I read they. I read that they changed.
2: They did change they did change what they changed was not the identity of, of Whistledown, but when she's revealed. Because in the books, she's not revealed until the fourth book. And and this one they revealed her at the very end of the first season. But it's, I, it's see, still the same person. It's still the same person. I still I still, and the, call, I still didn't I didn't buy it. She I, doesn't I, she doesn't need money because she goes to a publisher who takes, who, who takes it and makes money off of it. But she, you know, she has the access because she gets invited to all these parties and she finds uh, you know, a way to sneak off in the middle of, of these parties by paying off one of the servants to like, ta- which was what we saw um, to take her like in the middle of the night to, to, you know, go to the publisher and hand over her, her, manuscript or whatever.
1: And And remember the girls think they still have money and are acting like it because the mom's concealing it.
2: Right. But just because... But
0: they literally... Anyway, I just... I had issues one with... It actually pretty much destroyed her family with the stuff that she said. Oh, Um, she's
1: got issues with her family. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. But I just... Yeah, I I, I still had problems. let's,
1: Let's move into episode eight and we can... Resolve plot lines, uh, kind <laughs> okay, of it.
0: Go
1: ahead. At Least order of importance. Uh, Marina. It turns out that the dude who got her. Marina gives herself tea, and tries thinking that she can abort the baby. I know
0: that was so crazy. She thought it worked too, and I was like, "Why would you assume and, and that?" And
1: thought it worked, and of course it does not. But meanwhile, her uh, her uh, oh
0: her her, her boyfriend's uh, brother.
1: Yeah, has has contacted the brother of the guy who knocked her up, it turns out that the father died in battle, but the brother is willing to do the honorable thing. He's got a title. He's willing to do the, do the honorable thing and marry her. And she's like, no, because I don't love her, love him. And everybody else is like, so?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also, she was uh, going under the false assumption that the baby was gone.
1: The father, uh, the father of the, um, oh, the tacky family, why am I blanking on their names? Featherington?
0: Yes. Well, Something the, like the that, yeah.
1: Basically has gone to Simon's boxing buddy and is offering him a buttload of money to... to throw a
0: fight, yes.
1: Which, you know that's not going to... You, you know that's going to backfire.
0: Well, the so, thing is, nobody, he is so in debt, nobody would take his bet other than some super, super low lives, and they immediately realized what he did. Like. Oh, of course yeah, and they're just like, yeah, okay. Um and then he mysteriously ends up dead.
1: Surprise, uh, surprise, surprise. And the thing that's interesting is that because women can inherit inherit, they're gonna find out who gets that property since he didn't have a male heir. Boom boom boom. Yeah. Uh, Colin Bridgerton. Uh, who Penelope has yearned for, decides that he is going to... It sounded like he was going to enlist or something, but I guess he's just going No, he's trap. just going
0: on his travels he's, through He's Europe just going to or... travel.
1: And then in the main event is that... Um, is that Daphne finds the letters... Daphne does some investigative work and finds the letters that young Simon wrote to his dad, and then Lady Danbury comes in, and they have a heart-to-heart... And so Daphne, you know, because the thing is, she really does, they do love each other. It's just that, <laughs> so she finally goes to him and tells him, you know, I love you for who you are, not for who your father wanted you to be. It is ridiculous to, to put a promise you made on, on his deathbed ahead of the promise that you made to me on our marriage bed. Right. And so... Wisely. I thought it was effective that she gives this great speech and he kind of doesn't react to it and then later in the episode he goes to her and says, you're right. Of course, it did take Lady Danbury to tell him to stop being stupid.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, um, so they make up in, in consummate Bridgerton style to consummate their marriage <laughs> and There is a time jump at the end of the episode at the birth of their child, and somebody asks about the name, and he says, he turns to um, Daphne's mom and said, It will begin with an A, because that is the family tradition, is it not? (laughs) But uh, all's well that ends well, and uh, there was a great, I mean, it was a great first season. It was it, was, it was the, the it last was. minute reveal was that Penelope is uh, lady whistledown I bought it because Elle's plan to expose you knew that they weren't going to show who it really was at that point but when uh, brother with a b reveals that he was shag- <laughs> he was shagging the seamstress at the time of the alleged uh, plot to uh, reveal whistledown Eloise reveal, reveal- realizes she's wrong right oh and there's a great scene in between where simon is simon comes over for family dinner this is when they still have this cold war going on he comes over for family dinner and everybody's having a grand old time and he's great with the kids
0: Mm. but let's just say yes i love bridgerton it was a very good show and if you've not seen it you should definitely give it a shot uh we're gonna talk about lupin episodes three and four and, um, the gentleman thief is at it again, uh, by the, in the first episode, in episode three, he kidnaps the inner, uh, the detective that investigated, uh, the original theft of the necklace. And there's that great moment where it seems like he messed up and gave up his name. And I was like, was that on purpose? Like, I don't know if that particular reveal he meant to do, but he did mean to shake the guy and he assumed that that dude was not going to tell him what he wanted to know during the interrogation. And I was like, why is he wearing such a bright orange cap? And I was like, because everybody's only going to be looking at the cap and they're not going to be looking at his face. Mm -hmm. So I thought all the little touches were all pretty good. And I like the fact that he ran them on a wild goose chase where they think that the guy is in the case, but he actually never left the building. That's a very nice Lupin-esque thing. I thought that was, that was great. Uh, I, I but... was
2: expecting that, actually. I mean, I knew that they... I didn't know that he's necessarily going to be still in the building. But I knew when they were, ch- when they were chasing after the phone that, of course, he's going to stick the phone in something else. And just, you know, it, they're, they're going to be chasing after nothing and so so that I was expecting but the look on his face when he actu- when he accidentally said his name that looked like he'd screwed up yeah because there, yeah, right, there was nobody watching yeah there was no one and 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 he just had this look on his face of oh what did I do and I was like uh, are you gonna have
0: to kill this guy now like I, that's what <laughs> I was thinking I was like ooh, you just gave up your identity to a cop that you just kidnapped I was like are we hiding bodies now like uh but i appreciate what he did was which is he showed the guy he had enough evidence against him that that guy was not going to cross him mm-hmm. so he felt safe enough to let him go but he also and he watched him get rid of all the cameras but of course the dude didn't think to get rid of his series
2: <laughs> First, his, is alexa, his alexa his like alexa I have a spy up. right there in your home i mean the most obvious one right and, and I loved when, you know, the wife walked in and that's when he had it start playing. Yep. <laughs> that was All good. he could do was just beat up the Siri. Um, that, was, uh,
0: that was so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked that episode. And then the next one was his actual first failure. Because we've been watching three episodes. And uh, the first three episodes, he wins. Even when it looks like he's losing, he wins. But he legitimately lost. In the fourth episode. Uh, and it made me uncomfortable. I was like, I don't, I don't like this feeling. I don't, I don't like him <laughs> losing. This is not cool. Um, so I, I enjoyed his relationship with the reporter. But based on the whole setup, I was like, she's going to die by the end of this episode. Like, there's no way she's not dying. Because um, the way they set her up and they got really close really fast. And I was like, oh, this is not going to end well um yeah. and it ended pretty much the way i thought
2: uh, unfortunately yeah and i liked her she, too i so did i i mean that's the i and and that was deliberate of course she just had target written all over her and the reason he fails of course is because i mean it's it's a terrible trope but i knew that that, that they were going to rely on it is it has to be what what stimulates him to really go after them you know really go for blood this time because yeah. now it's it's not only his his father, um, it's it's they actually murdered this woman, who he had become close to. So I mean, um, you know, now now it's even more of a revenge thing than before. Um, so, yeah, yeah it was good. I, I think I think they needed they needed to have that happen in, in, in the show. You needed to have a moment where it didn't go absolutely perfectly, because also if, if absolutely everything he did turned out in his favor, there'd There's be no, no tension. tension.
0: Right. Yeah. And they definitely introduced tension because I was like, I was like, please tell me you have a copy. Because like, who doesn't make a copy of a VHS or whatever? Like, come on like please tell me you have a copy of this. That was and I was like you didn't digitize it? I was like the first thing I would do if I got a VHS of some old recording that's super incriminating, I would digitize it and have well, it like, in multiple places.
2: They actually put it online. That's what made no sense to me is how how can you still insist that the guy has to come on camera and talk about it? It's all over the internet, right? And and you know they can edit it all they want in in the newsroom. The unedited version. Well, he is only put, all no, but he only internet.
0: put a clip on the internet. He didn't put the whole thing. That was the that was the problem. Is he only did just a little snippet? And then that guy insisted that that snippet was out of context. And so then when he put the tape in, that's supposed to show the whole conversation. They had obviously edited, and it looked obviously edited. I was like, come on. Um, and I was like, you're telling me you don't have a backup come, like... Which with, made no sense. Which made, yes. like, I, of the sense. first thing I would do is make a back. If I have some incriminating evidence, the first thing I'm going to do before I try to reveal it, make a copy, put the, the duplicate, make several copies, give copies to other people, and then I reveal that I have it. I don't just, like, come on. Like, that was just, I, you get a bad mark on that. But the rest, I mean... It's got me excited to see the last episode. I can't wait. But they I call shenanigans on that. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about WandaVision. This was episode three, and we are now in color. In color. Uh, and it actually gives you a bigger p- piece of the mystery. One, you have Wanda is mysteriously pregnant and goes all the way to term and has twins in like 20 minutes on the show. <laughs> Um and we and I liked Vision being cute, but what was really creepy though was that moment where Vision starts to figure out something's wrong, and she like rewinds him and makes him not figure it out. I was like, "Whoa, no, 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 no! I don't like like
1: this episode." What'd you say? It looks like the episode glitches, literally. Yeah. yeah. At that point, that was that was crazy.
2: (laughs) Goes back. It's like it it almost—if you didn't know what you were watching, you'd think that something happened in the recording of this of yeah. this program. It was so perfectly done. But I mean, we've seen her do the same thing in the earlier episode with the beekeeper who crawls out of the the sewer. It's like, no, 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 no. We're doing this again.
0: Yeah. Um, I did not. But, and, it, but it, it seemed creepier to do it to vision because that's her husband and yeah. he's actually, they're in a relationship and he's asking a legitimate question and she's like, oh, don't want to deal with that. Let's rewind and not do. And then all of a sudden he's all happy again. And I was like, now you know what they gave me visions of is um on um, Buffy, uh, Willow and uh, not Anya, Willow and help me out, somebody. Xander. No Willow's girlfriend when she erased oh, her memory. Oh oh okay yeah. Um, uh, why am I forgetting I'm her blanking. name? Amber Benson. Amber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can't think of her character's name. Anyway, so it made me have flashbacks to that where you know, stuff she doesn't want to deal with. She just re- uses magic and rewinds. That was not cool, and I did not feel like that was Tara. cool. With... Thank you, Tara. I did not feel like that was cool in this situation. It made me very uncomfortable.
2: At um, least she didn't throw him out of her world. <laughs>
0: like, uh, oh, what is that character's name? Is it Monica? Geraldine.
1: Geraldine, oh,
0: Geraldine. yes.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, that, that was
1: crazy when she that... asked. About the brother.
0: Yeah, she was like, "Didn't your brother get killed
2: by Ultron?" and I was like, "Whoa." It's and of like... course, as soon as she she could, you know, the thing is it's like it didn't sound like she was broaching something that she wasn't supposed to. It sounded like like it was coming out of her mouth without her even being aware of it. Right. Cuz mm-hmm. once she questioned her, it's like, "I I don't know. I I have no idea what you're talking about." Um and and it was like suddenly not only there with Wanda but outside when Vision's talking to the neighbors suddenly their attitude toward her changes and you know oh well she just got here and she's not one of us and, and she literally know, doesn't have a house <laughs> she like, doesn't have what? a house It's like how does that work and then they started saying well she's like you know well we're <laughs> all like and he's like like what well we're we're well by now.' <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So, and yeah, the they're doing a good know, job
0: of building up the mystery because I don't know what's happening.
2: Absolutely not. And the thing that interested me though, is when she threw her out because if if she's it presumably, if this is like a construct going going on in her head, then and and these people are entirely imaginary then all she'd need to do is stop thinking about her and she'd just disappear. Instead, she actually launches her out of what looks like a restricted area. You know, this, this, there's, they clearly have cordoned this area off and she blasts through what looks like some sort of force field and lands in a field, you know, dressed the same way. And all of these, these uh, military trucks and, and jeeps come come over to her and it's not like they came over looking like are you okay what are you doing there's no medic vans or anything they instead there's soldiers with guns trained mm-hmm. on her like you know so it gave me the feeling like no she's not like a an agent of sword or shield she's she's something they don't understand you know
1: well i would i would surmise those were agents of sword that oh yeah in that field Yes. And Monica, and uh, not Monica, uh, Geraldine's pendant was looks like I, it was a sword. So it's yes. not too much to you know to conjecture that that's the logo for that organization that may well, or may run by Nick Fury when he shows up again.
2: True, but I think that's like part that's like part of Wanda's way of changing things in her head. I think that there's a possibility that Geraldine Wanda is, is so powerful that she's not able, she's not only able to like create this fictional world for herself, but she can actually make these things real so they can exist outside of ding, ding, her ding,
1: and just, the, the prize for today.
0: I mean, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this one up. That, uh, that, that's speculate. what they do in the comics. Yeah. Well, I'd oh. say let's wrap this one up because we could speculate all day. So no, but. Move.
1: Just In the comics, Wanda is that powerful that things that she creates in her mind can manifest in the real world. Huh. So Allison's, you know, definitely, I'm on board with your theory because that's the predominant
2: one. All right. well, that would be nice because we could have Vision back for real then. So, I'd be happy with that.
0: All right.
2: What is guys, the- guys, 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 guys. We're going to move on.
0: Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Walker not Texas yeah. Ranger. And my my expectation in bar was really, really low. I was not expecting much of anything. And it wasn't terrible. So I didn't turn it off. I didn't turn it off, which I was... Well, one, the supporting cast, I like. I like the guy that's playing his boss. I like Mitch Pileggi.
1: I... From... ahead. Um... Burn Notice.
0: Yeah, he's from Burn Notice. And so I like all those actors that he has surrounding him. And so because of that, I was like, I guess I'll watch this. And I just have one question. Why is the badge for the Texas Rangers so small you can barely see them on the people's chests? What's going on with that? I have never seen a badge that small before in my life. I didn't
2: understand what that was about.
1: Maybe the belt buckle makes them look smaller
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the double belt buckle you could see those belt buckles from space i swear it's like he got out of the truck at the very first scene and i'm going are you kidding like one wasn't macho enough they had to give him two um so yeah that was kind of silly i don't know i i i i agree with you that i think it's got a really good cast but the writing is appallingly bad, and it's so tedious. I, I was just, I was practically falling asleep, and I realized halfway through the episode that I wasn't even really watching it anymore. I was, my mind was drifting onto other things. I was, I was, just, I was just daydreaming and going on making up laundry lists, and, and it's like I wasn't even paying attention to the show. That's how boring it was.
0: I'm not uh, gonna say it was stellar, but like I said, I didn't turn it off. You
2: know. Yeah. Well, I... I don't. I don't know that I'll be back next week. I mean, maybe this. Uh, I'll give it another chance to see if if they try. But right now, the characters are just so vacant. It's like everything about the mother dying, for instance. I expected there to be a lot of emotional baggage about, and and instead, you know, we skip all that completely. And, oh, and yeah, we, eleven months we, later. Eleven <laughs> months later, and apparently he just, you know, went on on some kind of mission somewhere, and we never actually see a, dis, a much of a display of grief other than him drinking in the back of his truck, and and his his daughter is now acting out, but it's it's all so TV grief. And there's there's nothing genuine about it. There's nothing real, and it makes me wonder why they even bothered doing that with with the mother. They could have started with him just you know, coming back from a mission and she's been gone for a long time and the kids are just messed up. They they didn't even need to do that because she she literally has no emotional impact on the show whatsoever. Tom, so.
1: your thoughts? Oi, I'm in Camp Alley, not Camp Libby on this one. i <laughs> on the positive side. I didn't fall asleep. On the negative side, it took me two attempts to get through the hour. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's bad. It's 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 tropey. It's ick and go. Ironically,
0: it did really why, well why in the would ratings.
1: You reinvent Walker as a family show. What? Why would you reinvent Walker as a family show?
2: I don't know. Yeah, and... it wasn't the original? I didn't watch the original, but wasn't it all about gun violence and you know, killing was, the bad guys? And... Yeah, it was very macho. It was an NRA
0: like. Just
2: Chuck, a... it, it was Chuck Norris.
0: Yeah. 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 So. And, uh,
1: yeah. Your I mean, it made me wish for the halcyon days of Chuck Norris. And, you know, <laughs> whether he's a better actor than Jared Padalecki, that's to be debated by people who care about such things. But I just I like Jared Padalecki. I think he's reasonably gifted as an I mean, he's decent as an actor, depending on the role. This did not serve him well at all.
2: Not at
1: all. And he's not an executive true. producer. So I'm like, dude, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah. Seriously, there, if all the things he could have he could have done as a second project, you know, this was not a well, good. Well, what gist. I
0: actually think is hilarious though is the guy playing who played his grandfather on Supernatural is playing his father on this show. I was like, wow, I noticed no that. imagination <laughs> whatsoever on that. So yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's it, the ratings are huge, so it's not going to get crea- uh, I was canceled. The
1: ratings are
0: huge. Yeah, it got really good ratings. Really, oh my yeah. god. All right, let's move on. Next up we're going to talk about legacies. Yay. And this was episode 301, which was previously episode 216, no, 217. No, actually it was 218 because they flipped the order cuz never mind. Anyway, so <laughs> it was an episode from last season that got stopped because of the pandemic and we I think it was missing like four or five scenes. Uh, And so they finished the scenes, reworked it a little because now it's the premiere versus the second part two of a of a two parter. Um, I'm curious what you guys think of the episode. Starting
1: your season premiere with your lead actor in a coma
0: joke—that was not on purpose. That was not on purpose.
1: If I were they, I would have figured out something different, though, because still, that did not serve the show well.
0: I mean, that was our cliffhanger from last season is, oh, my God, she's in a coma. What's going to happen?
1: Yeah, but I would have brought her. I would have shot new stuff to get her out of it sooner because she's the strongest of the young actors on that show. That is true. you don't have her in an episode... Woo.
2: I mean, at least show that you know her inner world within the coma, Space or something man. like that. But instead, she was just literally lying on a bed the entire <laughs> episode until the end. Um, I mean, even even her dead boyfriend had more to do because he came back as a spirit, come back as a ghost. Yeah, yeah. So oh, well, that, how
0: did the episode end? I don't remember.
2: Oh. Um, with with him coming back to life and her waking up from her coma, right. and and, uh, and his, of- his his uh, his brother um, being worthy of getting the sword because apparently he's he he somehow connected to Arthur. Yeah, he's he's a descendant of Arthur, and we got a lady of the lake who looked like she had had her makeup done by a three year old doing finger painting. Um, <laughs>
1: It
2: was really pretty 100%. bad.
1: Especially um, in 4K, it looked like.
2: Well, I will exactly. have to say,
0: I did like the bit in the the playground where they were like, team superhero, whatever their team, I forgot what they called themselves, team, good lord, You oh. sad that I don't know this. Yeah.
1: The tug of war thing? Well, yeah. well,
0: not just the tug of war, it was like, you had all the students that were there in the field trip, and then they were like, okay, we're going to fight this bad guy, and like 90% of the students ran away. And then I liked the uh, the little kid.
2: Uh... I'm oh, name, yeah, I, I forgot your...
0: his name, but the little,
2: yeah, the cute little one. Yeah, the Pedro, little...
0: Pedro, 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 okay. uh, Pedro. Yeah, I like that he was like, "I'm on this team," and then when the monster starts growling, he was like, "Never mind," and then he <laughs> runs away. <laughs> um, so I like that they have re- they have really cool fun moments, and then you had Jed, who's not the brightest star in the sky, just tries to attack. And that goes really badly, um, but yeah, I like that all those kids are willing to be a hero when they need to be. So it just showed it just showed their strength, and, I, and it was just it was a, I thought the episode was fun. It's a fun episode for me.
2: Yeah. No? and I like I like the necromancer, and it gave him oh, stuff yes. to do. He, he I'm gonna is. miss Chad. Oh yeah. Chad. Poor Chad.
1: Of course, this is the kind of show where Chad could show up dead or whatever.
2: Yeah, well, that's true, but he—it looked pretty final for Chad, but still, you never know with this the
1: Vampire Diaries universe, dude.
2: <laughs> the next time they need Chad, they can find so <laughs> no many back. Died
1: right? Times, so
2: many times, I can't count them. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, the Necromancer is a great villain. He's he's so much fun,
2: and he looks like he's having so much fun oh, playing it. Oh yeah, he is.
0: Heart. The actor really? is, is having a ball. I have cut the uh, blooper reel for all of this stuff, so his bloopers are so much fun because he—it's usually stuff like his teeth fall out or his <laughs> fingers fall off or something like that will happen, and he's like totally in character, and then his teeth fall out. Yeah, that—that's always that's hilarious.
1: That's funny.
0: Um. But I'm glad you guys like the show. Next, make sure you watch next week's episode, which is my episode, one of my last ones on the show.
1: (laughs) Parting is such sweet sorrow.
0: Uh, It makes me sad. But 302 is good. It's also an episode we did last season. We finished it up this season. It took forever to finish it up. We only had, I think, we had five scenes that we were missing, and they shot our scenes so all over the place. It took us forever to finish this episode.
1: When did uh, we get to the, to, to the real season three?
0: Uh, the first three were mostly like, okay, so episode four was technically written, but we hadn't shot any. It was supposed to be the season finale. Episode four was supposed to be the season finale of last season, but we hadn't shot it at all. So it's entirely shot this season, but it was written and they had to rewrite it because it's no longer the season finale. Right. Yeah. So I would sort of say episode four. Um. Anyway, I hope you guys like episode two because, like I said, mine and then my very last episode. I got halfway through three hundred five, so so I cut two scenes in three hundred five. Shall I? Like. Cool. All righty. So I think that's it, right?
1: Yep. All right.
0: If you so we're giving it a thumbs up. If you guys have any questions or comments, just send them to tvcampfire gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on 50pointradio.com, Radio, Weeknopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.